for the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT. Yes, sir. My name is AJ My Smith, name is strength coach, owner what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, boy. You know what I love doing, doing on Tony Hawk's is like not doing all the crazy shit, like pretending like, you know. Oh, yeah. Like you don't just. Dude, there was. Even though you can do crazy manual reverts, I'm like, I'm just going to do a kicky back lip down this big rail and make it look sick. That was know? all, that was just all time. <laughs> Kick flip back lip slides down the biggest handrail you can do. <laughs> that was fucking it. Yeah. All right. Well, we've started talking about our last topic already. <laughs> it is episode five of Busy Getting Strong, the Smith Fitness Podcast. I don't think we're clipping, man, so the audio looks good. Let's get into this. Um, yep. We're going to go over what's been happening in the gym, how our training's been. And then the, the main topic for today is uh, our favorite exercises and favorite accessories. Um, so it was going to be a, a topic that we were going to do anyway, but um, it was requested as well by Nat, who loves requesting uh, topics. She's pretty... Yeah, she's pretty on to it. On yes, she, she wants us to talk about big stuff. Big fan of the podcast. Big yeah. fan of the podcast. Her and uh, Scottish Rob, I think, are yeah, number one and two uh, when it comes to requesting topics. Um, so what's been happening, man? Happening, training-wise, uh, for me, just getting back into it now. Obviously, I've had a bit of a foot issue. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah. What, so squats are hard to squat? Or? Uh, yesterday was the first day I actually squat without um, any sort of assistance, like with my heels elevated and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so, starting to go pain-free again. Why are you um, doing sets of nine? I know. It's it annoys one. me. Uh, I know. Nine's probably the worst rep range ever. You might as well just do ten. Don't you reckon? But well, yeah. I program eight or tens. So. So nine's weird. <laughs> it's just strange to me. Yeah. So what you're doing like five nines? Five by nine, that's which is rough. it was that's pretty like, horrible. If you wrote five tens, you'd be like, oh, that's a bit rough. But you see five nines, and you're like, oh yeah. And then you realise, oh fucking hell, it's only like five reps less than five tens in total. That's, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it seem like it's not as bad. Yeah. Because if someone really said five tens, I'd be like, oh. Rough. Yeah, you're right, eh? It's that double digit. I think yeah, it's like you. that. Five nines. Yeah. yeah. doesn't seem so bad, but it was bad. No, nah, it was good, actually. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm just happy to be back training. I've had some problems with my neck. I've been getting sick. I've been... All these things coming up, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just, just get in there, get in the grind, get yeah. moving, and um, enjoy the training, because, uh, yeah, you can definitely get a negative mindset when things are going against you, but I'm just like, no, nah, let's just get into it, get it done. So, That's the way. All so, good. Yeah, but training, so it's good. I'm back, happy to be back going at it again. So Sweet. My training's been, well, if you asked me last Wednesday, I would have had a different answer for you. So last Wednesday, it was like, when did I run? I ran at like 11 o'clock. And I, so I was like, oh, I'll do 20Ks, 21Ks. And I was just, I was fucked. It was like the first run where I had to stop. I walked, had to give myself a slap. Yep. Ended up getting it done. It took me like, what was it, like 2 hours 15 or something, like 6.30 per kilometre. And then I was supposed to go camping but didn't over the weekend, so I was um, I just go, oh, I'll do another half. So it's like four days later and I did it 20 minutes quicker. Yeah. So like an extra, like from 6.30 Ks to 5.30 Ks. So my training's been right <laughs> Probably since not. Saturday, but if you asked me last week, I was like a bit in the dumps over it because it was slow. It was sluggish. 
But I think it was just that humidity, humidity man. Humidity, I was about to say that. I reckon it's how it bad ringing, has it been? It, so. Like, obviously, you're gonna, you run for 20Ks, like a couple of hours. You're going to sweat, but it was something different, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was just wringing my shirt out afterwards. It's like fucking litres of water dripping off it. Yeah. It was horrible. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. So, now I've got, what, week before that, I did a 31K, which was all right. Yep. Pretty good. Um, don't think I was mentioned that on the podcast. So, I did that, and then two 21s within four days. Um, and this week's nice and light. Triathlon this weekend. Body's pulled up well. Body's feeling go. great, man. Like after Saturday, I like walked Lenny around the block. Yeah. Uh, like previously, when I've done like 20, 20 plus k's, I'm like, oh no, I got to lay down. Like I'm chilling for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like sort of shut it down, sort of thing. But yeah, on Saturday I was like, all right, what's next? Yeah. Sweet. I was stoked. So even I think my last kilometer was my second quickest. Yeah, like out of all 20 odd when I look at my splits so stoked with it um, and then yeah this week is uh, race week so just nice and light and try and get a few K's done each day and then Sunday we're in the uh, the old off-road triathlon so we'll Hell see yeah. how that goes because I haven't been riding my bike and I haven't been swimming <laughs> but I've been running obviously the ultra in uh, end of June is the main goal so we'll see but training's going well sweet alright Let's get into our topics. So today, our main topic is our favorite exercises. So obviously, we've got a powerlifting focus and everyone's favorite exercises really should be variations of these anyway because, you know, they give you the best bang for your buck. So squat, bench, deadlift, and then we've got our pull category. Yep. Um, whatever pull. So obviously, with the with us being, you know, powerlifting biased, um, we do a lot of squatting, we do a lot of deadlifting, we do a lot of bench press. Um, so we like those exercises. Like I said, best bang for your buck, best I, best use of your time. I still have a. I do have my obviously the body weight background. I still have this love for the the old dips and pull ups. Yeah. As well in my pull ups, gold standard I, I, as a pull as a pull movement, right? Yeah. Like. Obviously, it's gold standard for a vertical pull, and then you've got like a horizontal pull, which might, like, we're going to get into. Yep. Might be different, but um, yeah, it's like gold standard for me. Are the, the ones, and people hear me harp on about it, like big four, big four, big four. And yep. It's like squat, hinge, push, pull. That's it. And then it's like whatever you can load the most is probably the most effective. Yeah. So that's why we squat so much, because what gets you strong? The exercise where you can lift the most weight, obviously, because that's what strength is, yep. right? Makes sense. Um, so uh, back squat, obviously, um, favorite exercise. Number one. Number one, back squat. Dead, what would you rather do, deadlift or back squat? Back squat. Back squat? Yep, I think so. Yeah, same. I've gone through periods where I haven't deadlifted and still improved Yeah. on a, on a dead, it, and deadlift mate, that's, after squatting really well. When, so. when, you, when you, you hear what, you know, like top, top level guys have done and the old meatheads and stuff, they always say focus on your squat. Yep. And I think it's the same as well and... Um, I always try and get people to focus more on training uh, their squat heavier and their deadlift like not as close to their ceiling. Yep. And I think people just because it's like that sort of test and it's easy because it's easy to fail a deadlift. Yeah. It's no one wants to get pinned under a squat. You know what I mean? So people always push themselves or tend to want to push themselves and just I'll try a maximum. To the maximum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I'm like, hey man, you can get better at deadlifting like 
just leaving a fair bit in the tank. It's true, eh? I Much more compared to squat and um, bench. Working out of commercial gyms for years, the amount of times guys just come in one rep max test on a deadlift. Yeah, man. Every, almost once a week, it was just like, it's almost, never getting anywhere too. And when, is, when it comes to like, obviously like a powerlifting focus, I think if you just said, you know, like you're not allowed to like lose position through your whole training, don't care how heavy it gets, yep. but you're not allowed to lose position. All right, save that for second and third attempts. That's the only time because we know when you lose position, you can, you can sort of do those ugly deadlifts, but you get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And it's like, oh yeah, you rounded a little bit, but you still got the lift. Just don't train that way at all. That's it. And then just leave that because you'll just know you've I've got that little bit extra when it comes to platform time. Yep. Yeah. So let's go over our favorite accessories for the squat, man. What would be your after you've squatted, what would be the next one? Um, I think I'm the same as you on this one. My favourite, so I've gone with, obviously, ones that have probably helped me yep. uh, the most, and then I'll also look at the ones that I probably see the most mm-hmm. uh, that have helped carry over with my clients so far. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, number one for me is probably a pause squat. Yeah. I found that's probably been, it's got the most things that can help people in a squat, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many little things with the pause squat that can help you. Yeah, I, I posted an old video which I've been going ham I on. I've just one, been posting but... all my old shit from YouTube because unless you're a YouTube star, you don't get views on it. So I put them all over onto um, IGTV. Yep. And they're all getting like, you know, five, six, seven times as many views as they got on YouTube when I originally put them on. That's it. I don't know. Maybe that's obviously YouTube. You have got to have like a big subscriber base, and I've got way less. I've got like twenty compared to how many people follow us on Instagram. So. There's that, but um, I put the video over on pause squats and I, I sort of, mate, it was even like refreshing for me to watch watch yeah, it back and be like, good. Yeah. this is what I thought at the time at least. And it was all, you know, increasing time under tension. Yep. I think um, something I don't mention is um, just eccentric control because yeah, you know you've time. got to stop. You, you, you sort of lower yourself that little bit more tentatively and like, not tentatively, but under more control because you know you're going to stop at the bottom. Yep. Um, good example was... Um, Yesterday, Steffi Cohen's 190 for 10. Didn't see that one, but yeah. You didn't see it? No, Who was showing that. me? I thought you showed me. No, no, it wasn't me. Dude, 190 for 10 Jesus. at um, Base Gym with um, with Sebastian Orr. Yeah, 190 for 10. And oh, she's shit. just controlling it down, just like yeah. perfectly, like, eccentric controlling. Just, she's so big on the eccentric dude, control. It's 190. I was like, that's got to be one of the best sets from a female of all time. Yeah. Like, she, what did she hit at... Pro Raw was 227. She did 190 for 10. Unbelievable. That doesn't equate to me, eh? That's just chicks, though. Chicks do that, eh? Chicks. They can loose. do that. So. Um, so, yeah, with a pause squat, they weren't pause squats, they were normal squats, obviously. Yeah. That's definitely did. Um, but with that pause squat, you've got that increased time under tension. You've got that, you have to have that eccentric control. You've got to have um, the control at the bottom. Like, you can't be in a bad position and pause it. That's it. And for me, yeah, improving your bracing as well is probably a big thing. That's you know, it, being yeah. Being able to hold that brace. Um, in the bottom of yeah, the Yeah, like you can't you can't not be on yeah. if you're going to pause there. I That's don't know, it. like people, there, there is some weightlifters and stuff that mess around with like breathing out and stuff at the bottom, like, yeah, like, like taking breaths and shit. Fuck, no. it seems like it seems like a horrible thing to want to do. Um, beginners, so yeah. beginners too, man, they um probably the getting confidence in the hole as well, you know, just building that. Yeah. Well, that's also down, just that's like a, getting to depth as well. Yeah, getting Because you either well. know you're there or not and like, at a, and with a pause squat, you, yep, sweet, I'm at depth, yep. hold it there sort of thing. Yep. I also make um, make note of the difference between holding it at like powerlifting depth and just sitting on your on your heels. 
Yeah. Because sitting on your heels, you can just sit down there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you do like the half little double bounce out. So that's not how I pause squat. Nope, you don't want to pause squat like that. Nah, so it's a pause squat, but it's, it's How many different. seconds are this though? Always but different on everyone. you can just sit down there for everywhere, forever like, if you do Nate, Nathan Lengths where you're like three seconds plus sometimes? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I... My my best pause squat was two hundred, and I look back at it, and I'm like, oh, is it a pause? Barely a pause. <laughs> like I claimed it, but um, yeah, it was barely a pause. Um, the other thing for me is uh, it dulls the stretch shortening cycle. So for me, tra- training to create force is a more trainable thing than enhancing our stretch shortening cycle. Like that's very genetically dependent. Like yeah. people are springier than other people. It's hard to train someone to be springy if they're not. Yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, right. a lot of people um, will sort of say like to get out of the hole, like go down quicker. And I'm sort of like, oh, mm-hmm. no, why don't we why don't we train ourselves to create strength out of that position um, from a, like a, a pause yeah. or like a static position, create strength um, or train ourselves to create strength out of there, learn to create strength. And then when we go back to a dynamic squat, we couple that with the elastic components. Yep. And then you've got a better squat out of the hole. That's Does it. that make sense? Yeah, like, definitely. That, that's my way of thinking with it anyway. Because some people just think, oh, to come back up faster, go down quicker. And it's like, ah, oh, there's so much more at play. Because you've got to be in control of the bar. That's like, it. if you just dive bomb it, that's when you see people... That's when you lose tightness. That's when you... Yeah. I'm <laughs> never a fan of the old dive bomb No, no, no. So like, that's where like the eccentric control as well yeah. really helps. Like, if you can squat stuff fast, by all means, go nuts. But um, I don't think it's for everyone. I think no. it's more of a you know, just for most people, it's going to be like, you know, just do it at your tempo. That yeah. comes naturally. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's a little bit different, aren't they? You can you tweak know, it I'm, a little bit, but... I've always been, I'd say I'm a slow squatter. Yeah, I like you, to get that control in my squatter. You sort of speed up, don't you? You start off slow. Start like when you slow. break at the hips and knees, you start off slow and then it sort of picks up, picks up, picks up, hit depth, out. Yeah, out of there as soon yeah. as I can, yep. Yeah, some people, you know those ones that just fucking, who I think it's like Kevin Oak, just like, unlocks and he's at depth like straight away and then yeah. just, is, it, is it Kevin Oak? I'm not Might sure be. Said, but... someone like that just unlocks everything he's at depth straight away it's like fucking hell yeah, yeah. Uh, there can be a difference between sleeve oh, squats definitely. and wrap squats too I think oh, some there's of those that sl- too. sleeve squatters are there's a that too. quicker so yeah pause squats after squats that's uh, one of our favourite accessories um, yeah, we're for, me, for me the again it's the ones that you can load up pretty similarly like that are specific to the movement. So what's going to get you good at squatting? Nothing is going to get you as good at squatting as squatting. That's it. That's like the law of specificity. You're good at the things that you practice often. Yep. I was going to um, say that about deadlifts when we and, get into that as well. And that's why a pause squat, because it's you're, you're holding the bar. It's the same bar for one. Yep. You're holding it in the same place. You're doing exactly the same movement. It's really just changing the tempo. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is that my dog barking again? Thirsto. Might be the- Next door's dog. Um, and then from there, you can look at uh, the other squats for me is uh, a safety bar squat. No way. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so like my, my programming is, um, well, it, like I, I normally get people to do pause squats yep. um, at some point. Not always safety bar squats, uh, but I really do like them because, again, it's very close to the movement. It's still a squat movement. Mm-hmm. You still... Oh, shit. Oh, checking guest meet. appearance Dude, from the checking the meter. Far out. Um, that's why he's barking. What are those people like Water Corp or something? They're like checking the meter. Yeah, yeah. You got a bill coming now. Yeah, got a bill. Um, 
What's that as well? Car across the road. Jesus. We're recording in here. Where was I? Um, safety bar. Safety bar. Safety squat bar. So I want to get into this as well. So for me, um, the exercises that uh, closely mimic the exercise you're trying to get good at and that you can load them the heaviest are going to have the best carryover and yep. that, that therefore makes them the best accessories. Yep. So best thing to squat, best thing to build your squat is a squat. What's the next best thing? Like a different sort of squat. That's um, depends who you are. Could be, I was throw front squats in there as well. Yep. But um, for most people, there's, uh, well, a lot of people, there's mobility issues, limitations that limit them and there's a lot of time that they need to invest to be able to get into a good front rack and true, it's like, true. could yep. we not be doing something else? Especially if they don't want to be an Olympic lifter. Yep. Like, that's, it, go, it goes without saying, like, you, you don't want to spend extra training time um, if it's not your out and out goal. It's always good to have a good front rack and for me it came naturally. Yeah, but if same. you can't, and then the old crossing over ones. Yeah, it just, not a fan, but... The, the amount of load that you can use just limits its effectiveness. Yeah. And then you have to spend time training to get in a good position that you could have just been training with a safety squat bar in this instance. Yeah, yeah. And getting something similar out of so it. So easy to use. Yeah. So, so uh, I've got a point on here. Mate, is he going to... What is that? Is it a truck? Bro, turn your car off. Can you... Fucking hell. They're always out there revving shit. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, I had a point to make about um, the safety squat bar. Um, I had a look at uh, some research. There isn't much. There's a couple of studies. Um, and me and Jamie were talking about this because he's safety bar squatting because um, he's, got, he's got like a floating bone in his elbow at the moment. Yeah. Yep. So he's um, having some issues with that. Um, and we're just talking about what your max should be because he hit his old straight bar 5x5 five five, um, with the with safety bar. Yep. I was like, that's, that's awesome, man, because... You know, well, it's like 85 to 90%. And I was pretty bang on. So the study that they did was 11% less for a 3RM yeah, with okay. the safety squat bar. That's, so that's not a, that much then. That was not that much, up. eh? No. Um, they were powerlifters as well, I think. Powerlifters or at least strength trained. They had strength trained before. So they're yeah, not right. beginners, which is good. Um, they, they found more upright with the safety squat bar, yep. which makes sense. Yep. Uh, more lower trap activation, which is I a big one. I said that one, yep, yep. So this is the same study yep. that I mentioned um, a while back. Less abdominal activation, which is weird. Less? I would have thought yeah. more. Yeah, and I was wow. I was reading, um, I think it's Greg Knuckles, Stronger by Science. Greg Knuckles? Yeah. Um, reading his uh, sort of review of the of the um, the study, and he said it was pretty surprising. Yeah. The less abdominals, because just not having that, like... Um, that sort of lat activation or that tightness through your upper back okay. that you get with a straight bar yep, yep. normally means with the safety squat bar you've got to be a lot more on with your abs. I always feel I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that was a little bit surprising. The other one, talking about um, squats and deadlifts, is the uh, is the trap bar. Yep. I'm a huge fan of the trap bar. You do like trap bar, yep. Love a trap bar. We need to get another one because that one's got the shitty <clears throat> handles. Um so it's perfect for athletes to trap bar because, you yeah. know, not everyone has the mobility to get into a good deadlift or a good squat position with yep. a straight bar, especially yep. a deadlift. So the trap bar is perfect because you can sort of use that half squat, half hinge pattern. Yeah. Um, you can, you can obviously coach them. All right, I want you to use a squat pattern with this or a hinge pattern, and all you're doing is changing hip it. hip levels and shin angle. Yep. Um. So most of the time like with my swimmers I just get them to stand in there 
Yeah, bend, and that's, bend down, grab I the handles, and then make sure they're back straight and they just stand up with it. Young athletes, I reckon that's a perfect it's, one. So. It's so easy for them. They don't have to worry about breaking at their hips, breaking at their knees. They don't have to worry about is the bar close because they're inside the bar. Yeah. So that's why the trap bar... Is that less stress on the lumbar spine? It's just less trainable, and especially from like a... a, a um, like a group setting is yeah, easy. Like yeah, I don't have to do as much coaching. Yep. You know what I mean? I can just be like, all right, back straight, make sure your knees don't fall in, stand up. Yep. Sweet. Whereas with a, a straight bar deadlift off the floor, I just don't but think many athletes need to do it. They do RDLs. Yeah. But obviously they stay within the, the range that they're good. Yep. Um, and people say like, what about this, you know, more quad dominant, less... Um, hamstring mm-hmm. used in that but then you can do other exercises to hit the hamstrings anyways like a well, but you, do a glute but you could just say well. alright I want you to like a you could say trap bar lift you could call it hamstring dominant like vertical shins and, yeah. it, would be, and it would be more hamstring dominant yeah true so I looked into a couple of there was a fair few studies on the trap bar I didn't think there was but then I, I realised they were calling it hexagonal hexagon bar Hex or bar, stuff, yep. stuff like that um, so Kamara et al yep referencing um, there was no differences in 1RM Surprising, really? Yeah, there was more. Can you um, lift more in a trap bar? I don't think I've ever maxed it out. I haven't maxed it out for a, for a couple of years, but I, did, I pulled two hundred on the trap bar way before I did on a. Yeah, I would suggest I'd be better um, on a trap bar for sure. But remember, low handles though. Yeah, true. So, so this was motion. this was with low handles. So a lot of people will think trap bar. Oh yeah, with the high handles. This this study I think was done with the low handles. Okay. So the so you're pulling from the same. Height. Same height, yep. Yeah. Obviously, with the high handles, that more upright position, you got to move it less, you're going to be stronger with the trap bar, I'd suggest. Uh, but I think for the for the sake of the study, they did it, flipped it over. Yeah, right. Which you can do with one of our bars. Yep. Um, more vastus lateralis activation with the trap bar, more biceps femoris, hammies, uh, with the deadlift, which makes sense. Yep. Um, because you, you can let your knees travel further forward. That's it. On a, uh, on a trap bar but again like I said it's just a coaching you can say alright we're going to do a trap bar lift but keep your shins vertical and yeah. now it's a deadlift that's it and then or just let them hop in there alright now I want you to squat down keep your trunk upright now it's a squat that's why it's so easy so safety squat bar trap bar awesome tools um, and sort of good accessories for both the squat and the deadlift really yeah uh, when it comes to deadlifting Obviously, we've got. Um, I want to argue about sumo and conventional. <laughs> um, mine's. I reckon yours will be the same here as well. Romanian deadlifts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I put that as number one. Like, there's me. not as many hinge movements that you can do. Yeah. Um, like I, I love a kettlebell swing, but there's just because it's so dynamic. There, there's so much more risk. I'd say. Yeah. Um, people can fuck it up and once easily. Again, yeah. Um, it's hard to load. You're not going like, to load. You're not using a barbell again, which is not as specific to... Yeah, not as specific. That's exactly right. Um, constant tension is the big one for me. Yeah. Like you're building... You're, you've got constant tension on the muscles performing the action that you're trying to get better at. Yep. Yeah. That's basically the name of the game, really. Um, do you normally do... Where do you normally go to or do you coach people to go to with their Romanian deadlift? Like on the like day, training days? No, no, like or, we're uh, whereabouts on their 
like on their shin, just below knees, uh, I usually nearly say, to the ground, or you just let most, them go? Most people, I say mid-shin. Yeah. I'm I'm, say I mid-shin. used to go off the floor all the time, but I'm actually more of a fan of that constant tension now. Yeah. Just keeping it mid-shin, usually for most people. Yeah. Some blokes, I'd say maybe just below the knees. Yeah. Well, the good no thing fair. with the Romanian deadlift is you can train people... Uh, within their range of motion that yeah. they can keep and over time they get better and That's they it. get well strength training increases flexibility anyway you add the load in there and then all of a sudden they're taking it from their patellas you know to their mid shin yeah without really having to do too much like focused mobility flexibility that sort of stuff yeah you can just say all right sweet we've done a couple of weeks taking it to just below your patella let's take it that little bit further little bit further and especially for people that struggle to get into a good position off the floor so it's almost like a prerequisite of yeah. mine like we've got to do some Romanian deadlifting make sure you've got a good hinge pattern you can get into a good position and then you know we can and this is where my slowly is, get greater range of motion you know, I was all trying the way to the floor trying to think about the exercise that do help a deadlift and um, a lot of the time it is about trying to just get good positioning for a deadlift yep. and this is what I was thinking about it you know with uh, your rack pulls or your your deficit deadlifts, they are great exercises. Yep. But someone like maybe a beginner that's just trying to learn how to get in a good position. Yep. I think sometimes that can sort of, or it's done it for me in the past, it screws around with where you're trying to get your positioning right and your deadlift first. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. So like you start in the rack and you set up and it's like you're just not in that same position. Exactly. That yep. same trunk, knee, shin angle yep. as you are throughout your deadlift that's it yeah. and whereas an experienced lifter they they can understand where they need to be yeah. at I think and I, can change it up pretty I easily I don't do many rack pulls because I'm pressured like my bars I'm like oh don't hurt my bars <laughs> <laughs> so I or think not rack pull I should say um, block pulls rather block than pulls. rack pulls I'm not a yeah yeah I I don't know. I I've done a fair few rack pulls and block pulls. Um, I know you had this theory on on, on the. I like them because range I like them because you can um, you can like overload them. Yeah. Um, that's why I like them. But there's a yeah there's there's an argument to that as well, and it's going to be uh, different between individuals. With like, are you do you need to work on your lockout oh, strength? This- or do you need? How much to, have we talked about? This do one you already? need to come into that portion of your lift with a greater bar speed? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm. Um, besides the point, I'm not a big fan of deficits. Yeah. I think it forces people into a shit position. Yep. And yeah, there's that increased range of motion, but I just feel like so many people struggle to be in a good position at the bottom of a normal deadlift, and they're making it. it, making it that inch or two higher. Um, it just makes it so much. Wow. Yep. So much harder. So yeah, that's how I agree with that. And, oh. and there, there's certain cases where I think, and I've had actually like one of my clients at the moment, like um, Dom. Yeah. I think her deadlifts have gone to another level lately. Deficits. And we've gone through a block of deficits. So there's yeah. there's a you know, but she was starting to get in great positions anyways, and I started wanting to play around with it. Yep. A little bit. So and, and she was struggling off the floor a little bit. So. So I definitely well we both def- definitely go deadlift then Romanian deadlift. Yep, yep, I'd start that way. Um, it's just easy. It's an easy exercise to train. It's easy to set up. Um, like Chuck I, any good mornings in there as a... Dif- I do yeah. love good mornings, man, and that's one thing, like, I've always just got stuff turning over in my head, and you'd be the same. All coaches, hopefully, have got these things sort of turning over. You read something, you know, you might think, oh, yeah, we could implement this, we could implement that, and, um, like, good mornings, and actually training them like a main lift. Yep. I have done it in the past and it, like nothing helped my squat more than that and, and my deadlift. 
And you got to love those exercises that carry over to help both, don't you reckon? Like the front yeah. squat in particular, like, you yeah. know, helps your deadlift to, off the floor. Dude, helps good squat mornings. Um, I've Same got good Claire morning. doing them with the safety squat bar at the moment, which is even harder because it sends the weight further tough. forward with the yeah. camber. Um, you just, a lot of guys, you don't want to add in any more um, straight bar stuff just to save elbows. You start loading up good mornings as well, and now you've yeah. got all your squats to do in that low bar position. You've got all those heavy good mornings to do in a low bar position. It's like starts yeah. being, I don't know, playing with fire a little bit. So the safety squat bar is good, um, but it, it is so much more challenging because the camber in the bar throws the weight even further forward. Definitely. Claire's doing them at the moment. I think maybe like 30, 40 kilos, 30 kilos. She does them pretty well. Like, yep. um, and I always just coach people because it's a funny one, the RD, uh, the good morning. Yeah. I always just coach people like a, do it like a RDL with the bar on your back. Yeah, I think you said exactly that to me same. and it made more sense to me when I, because I, I've struggled with good mornings. Before. Yeah, because the other one used and to just be like your, your hips would stay put and you just lean forward. Yeah. Like you're trying to do some like Michael Jackson shit. Yeah. But if you're sort of like hips back and hinge and fold, the yeah. bar actually stays a lot more over your midfoot. Midfoot, that's it. And yeah. that's that's really what you want. And then you're in like this terrible, looks like you can't squat position, <laughs> but if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And then you drive your hips through and stand tall. So RDL with the bar on your back for a good morning. That's it. Yeah. These are all just like the standard, like have always built strength exercises. Like we're not, I, yeah, we're not breaking, like we're not breaking news with what these exercises are like. We, it's just the we'll, ones. We'll have to chuck in a couple of funky, crazy yeah. ones, eh, that oh, we do like. like. What's your favourite single leg exercise? Single leg. So I class single, anything with I'm some sort I'm still going to be boring because it's probably a Bulgarian squat. Yeah, it's the squad, same, so man. It's same with me. <laughs> I, and I want to start like getting people training them heavy too, barbell yeah. ones. Yeah. Mate, one of my favourite, like, my favourite strength that? feats is doing a set of 10 with 100 kilos either leg. Bulgarian, uh, Bulgarian split squat. I that's that. like I feel like that's one of my best achievements yeah, right. in strength. Yeah. Um, I had that one with our walking lunges for a little bit before I got into powerlifting and screwed walking. my knees I and I was like, I'm not doing that again. walking lunges. <laughs> I reverse lunge, eh? Yeah, right. Reverse lunge and step up. Walking lunges can fuck off. Yeah. Mm. Heavy ones anyways. I, I actually like yeah, walking heavy lunges. Ones. I, remember, <laughs> I remember going um, when I was at Aquajetty, I just like, fuck, so dumb such a bro bro move I was like well I can squat this much what was I saying I can squat this much I can lunge half of it yeah fuck so I grabbed like the 50s bro and like we used to do uh, walking lunges and like farmers walks behind the treadmills at Aquajetty there was like a little bit of a run there yeah and um I remember grabbing them they might have been like the 50s or something like that so I was like yeah I'll be able to lunge these so I grabbed the 50s or the heaviest dumbbells I had and I like stepped forward and then I just did like, call it like a five second like eccentric and just put them on the floor and stood back <laughs> up. It was like, I can't lunge these, eh? Well, fuck it. That was like the last walking lunges I did like yeah. 10 years ago. Um, I'm a big fan of Bulgarian split squats. Like I said, again, you can, you really can train those heavy as well. Yeah. Like you can get a barbell. I saw you, I'm still big on the split squats. I still use those just yeah, to stand in barbell split squat. Yeah. The front rack ones. Yeah, you're doing weird front rack ones. Yeah. That's strange, Smash man. Smash those quads. All right, so we've gone... What have we gone over? We've gone over our squat. Pause squats, we love. All right, hinge or deadlift. Romanian uh, deadlifts, we love. Yep. Um, oh, let's go over our sumo argument. So, looking through some of the um, the research on uh, sumo and conventional. 
makes me think everybody should be at least attempting to pull sumo. Well, okay. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was hot, <laughs> hot, hot news. Wow, everyone, wow. everyone should pull sumo. What, where it comes unstuck, that way of thinking, is that it's so much more of a technical lift. Yeah. But if you can do the technique right, you're moving the, bu- the bar a shorter distance. Yep. It's less energy expenditure. Um, what else was there? So you're going to recover quicker from sumo sessions? Yeah. Oh, I forget the last point. So you're moving the bar less, less energy expenditure. Yep. It makes sense. Like what? That make, makes sense that you're going to be stronger. But how many people actually pull a good sumo? Not many. Oh, definitely <laughs> not one of them. Um, so oh, so who was it? It was Escamilla et al. They had, I think they had like 26 lifters in their study. Um, and they went through and they and they sort of did the differences and it was like um, they went through shin angles and yep. um, EMG activity. So it was obviously like more quads. Yep. Um, like less lumbar hand. Yeah, hand more strings. more upright trunk that yep. sort of stuff. Um, and then they they looked over the uh, national championships out of 110 lifters. I'm not sure when this would have been. I think this study was out in 2000, so it's nearly 20 odd years ago. So out of um, 110 lifters, there was a 70 to 30 split. Yeah, right. So 70 were pulling conventional, and then 30 were pulling sumo. But when I look at that, and it just says, like, less overall work, less energy expenditure, the bar has to travel less. Yep. Why not sumo? For everyone. Well, then you got, yeah, mobility, <laughs> isn't it? It's mobility is it the is, biggest it's, issue. And so that's, that's the thing. It's the technical, technical issues. Um but when you think of those three things, man, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. Think about all the shortcuts people try and make to get stronger, like increasing range of motion on their through their arch on the bench press, all that yep. sort of stuff. You know, be we silly. Not, just be pulling sumo. It's we? silly not to play around with sumo. But there was a big difference in so seventy to thirty percent when you went to like ninety kilos and above those weight classes that decreased. There was it was like more like 80, 20, yeah, right. 85, 15 sort of percent. Like the big boys don't sumo basically. Yeah, that's the I've seen the stats. Or the bi- the bigger boys don't sumo as much, um, which makes sense because it's they're probably limit more limited in, in mobility. Yep. Um, and we see at the the top top. It's weird when you see big boys doing sumo. The top, actually, top, like, oh. It feels like you know when you get like those fucking G units that are massive, right? Um, it just looks like the it's unfair for them to have to reach down that far sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I suppose they've yeah. That's a, a whole other topic. Um but yeah, the the big boys struggle to get into a normal deadlift position, let alone a sumo one. Yeah. So sumo they just got there's too much of them. Yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like those three things, less work, less energy expenditure, moving the bar less. Yeah. Just makes me think maybe we should be but yeah, yeah, right. The technical issues. Um, but and saying in saying that, the best way to improve a sumo deadlift would be to be conventionally deadlifting a lot. I was about to say that, yeah. 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 Even like... I've noticed when my... Training my conventional... Yeah, and then... Is improving, and then I switch back to sumos again, all of a sudden yeah. it starts moving a hell of a lot quicker yeah. and easier. Let us know if you think sumo's cheating. <laughs> we, both, we both pull sumo as well. Have you pulled conventionally in any comps? Uh, yep. 
Yeah. Yep. First comp, and that's the only one actually. Yeah. And it was probably one of my better. <laughs> so really, when I look back at it, I was be- like, "Why your, did I change?" What's your change? best conventional so, deadlift? Uh, one ninety, I mm-hmm. think, which is I. I was you got to test it soon and hit two hundred, uh, mate. I reckon I can pull two hundred conventional now. So, so it's not far off. Mine's fair weight. Oh, so my best sumo is two thirty five, and my best conventional is two ten. Yeah. 235 in competition, 210 was in training. I pulled conventional 200, I and think. And the, the only reason I really switched over to sumo is because of how I was recovering before my next squat session. That was the, yeah. you know, um, and when I look at it, that first six, probably eight months, maybe in the first year, how yuck sumo, is, they how were dude, How yuck they is were your sumo when you first start? It's just horrible. It was. I, I pulled sumo with a stiff bar yeah. at my first powerlifting comp. It looks fucking rank. Oh, even my deadlifts now still. <laughs> I don't like to look at. So. Yeah, man. You know, my old sumos, man. The that's first, why it's like, not cheating. Went, it's so freaking hard to get. I went the with that right. sort of Eddie Cohen style, um, yeah. with like the semi sumo, not, not the crazy like yeah pseudo sumo sort of thing. So it's like half the width of sumo, and then you know you start figuring things out, and then you go too wide. Yep. And then you're like, yeah, sweet medial yep. ligament knows about it. Um, and then you bring it back in. So, yeah, you got to play around with it that It is as a well. head fuck trying to learn how to sumo. Like, oh, yeah. When you go right through it all, uh, the amount of little changes you try to make here yeah, and there. for sure. It's done my head in, that's for sure. So. Yeah, it, like I went too wide one comp on my second uh, attempt and I like my knee started feeling it, so I pulled my third conventional. That's when that's I had right, conventional, maybe. yeah. All right, let's go into bench pressing. Yep. Everyone's favourites. Um I might so, have some different ones on this, I think. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I, after bench press, I'm going close grip okay. and floor press. Yep. But I do like slingshot, but I think Mark Bell might have just sold us on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I do see the benefits of slingshot, Yeah. but I don't think I wouldn't say it's one of the top ones to, yeah, I to think work it's, on. It's just fun, right? It is fun. Yeah. Well, you get that overload. That's what, yeah. that's probably the big thing with it. You know, getting that confidence with. Yeah, but you can over. Yeah, I suppose you overload for a full range, but What's you that? can you can overload with a with just a forward press it. as and well. You can just, what Jen Thompson with the one of the best benches yeah, around. Man. She just does the static hold for fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is meant to be a killer. I've, one. I've I've tried to bring those in a little bit as well. Yeah, you um, did it with Sal, didn't you? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, did it with Sal, and then she got injured. That's <laughs> <laughs> maybe not this. <laughs> We are, yeah, well, we won't attribute the static holds to the injury. Who knows? I haven't done them, so... No? Nah. But, nah, but I'm, I'm keen to try. Um, yeah, what are yours? So, I um, like close grip and I like floor press. Yeah, i got close grip in there as well. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, it's been a lot of the tricep-based stuff that's helped my bench. Yep. So, you know, that close grip, um, banded presses I love. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. board presses as well. Yeah. A bit of a mixture of those. But for me, a favourite for clients is probably a Spoto press. Yeah. That's probably a favourite. Just, I find a lot of beginners or a lot of, you know, just getting into it, learning how to um, teach someone a bench press, a lot of them just do that, lose that tightness very easy. Oh, Especially trying about, to learn the pause rep. It's all about so, tension, eh? So what Spoto is great for that, just keeping that tension Yeah. Um, as you're lowering yourself down. Similar to like a pause squad, I guess. I look yeah. at it that way. Yep. Um, and I find that helps people keep tightness. So I don't use the Spoto too much. I've I've given it to a, a, a few people, but I definitely use um, I'd say close grip and floor press maybe seventy percent of the time. Yeah, and then Spoto 
the other 30 sort of thing. Yep. Um, and again, I use it, I think I used it for Josh, um, who had a bit of uh, like the pause on his chest was always just all over the place that's a little bit. That's another one that's good for that So as I was well. like, oh, all right, we'll use yep. a Spoto just, just so we can, you know, concentrate on that control of the barbell. Yep. And yeah, it is an inch off your chest, but it's um, it's teaching you to have control and put that barbell where you need to put it. And of, of, and that time under tension again, you're yep. getting more of that as well. So. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it is a, like the exercise itself is forcing that pause. Yep. Um, like that's inherent within the exercise. Like um, the the pause on the chest can be di- like there's so many different styles of pause there's like the barely like the t-shirt press that on it, like Jen Thompson you mentioned before does yep. where she's barely on her chest yep. which yep. is nearly a spoto press really like it's just an inch yeah. away from a spoto press yep. um, so she's making contact but it's no there's like no pressure Yeah. so it's like you're trying to touch your t-shirt um, so there's that and then there's like the whole Dan Green like let it sink into your chest sort of thing Yep. Um, and then there's you know just that the, the more typical one where it's on your chest, your chest doesn't move at all and you're just holding it there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like you could even use those three as training tools in themselves. Yeah. When you think about it's it. It's funny when you look at it though, like bench has got, I feel like there's so many cooler accessories where oh, yeah. you look at a deadlift, there's like, there's not as much. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you well, can it's play much around more fun with, with bench press. Like close is. grip for me is the biggest one because um, like having stronger triceps, is going to shift more weight. Yeah. Um, I know... I did a block of uh, wide group inclines just for, like, pecs because I've always been a lot more, like, big arms, no chest. Yep. So I was like, we need to bring these pecs up sort of thing. So um, that was one that I used, uh, even just, a like, a wider grip on the bench press. But now my grip, like, my natural grip is pretty wide anyway. Yeah. But I was using, like, a what they call, like, an illegal width grip almost like re-racking it on my hands um and that was all right but i haven't given it to anyone it's i think it's um it's that specific that rule of specificity you want them to be doing something that's pretty similar to what they want to get good at yeah the further away you get from it you know the more it's more just general work that sort of thing yep um i looked at a bit of research on this one as well yep close grip uh was about 10 percent off um a normal bench only 10 yeah, and inc- incline was about that close grip. <laughs> incline was about twenty. Oh, dude, I've had I've had times my close grip I've like equaled like I've hit PBs with my close grip like yeah, overall right. bench PBs. Wow, you know how like bench PBs you've got like a number of them like every two point five is a new bench PB. Whereas with a deadlift you might go up ten. Yeah, but like as soon as you hit a hundred you sort of go one hundred two, one hundred five, seven, ten. Very slow. It's never like ten, <laughs> one twenty five. It's never like that. I wish. What was that? Your phone? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then twenty percent on the um, on the uh, incline. Okay. I don't give incline that much. Yeah. I don't give incline like uh, now I, that we've got we do have one now like the incline bench, but I don't give it that much. I think I I need to start chucking it in a little bit more. Um, the thing with the incline bench, um, I don't have it in front of me, but there was. So I'll, I'll chuck a few up on my IG story. I remember just, saying something about just, this, um, it wasn't the, as much. the old upper chest. You know how people want to do incline for their upper chest? Yeah, yeah. It was like, nah, fuck all. Which is weird because I swear, when, especially using dumbbells. But, but like, what what it did activate more, there was more um, through the triceps because it's such a much more longer movement. So long head of triceps. So yeah, right. um, that's, a, that's an, another sort of option there as well. Yep. But yeah, I definitely close grip. 
and floor press. I couldn't find any research on floor press. Yeah, right. It's all just like anecdotal from like, you know, old West Side blogs and stuff like that. I when I, when my bench started moving, I was doing a shitload of floor press and I was floor pressing more than I was bench pressing. Um sure. like yeah. with a with a both elbows paused floor press. Yeah. Um but now when I think of what the floor press actually is, again, it's moving further away from a competition style bench press. Floor yep. press reduce, reduces the range of motion. Obviously, it's great in a rehab setting as well for people with shoulder injuries. You can limit the range of motion. Yep. But a board press, given that you're set up, given that you're on the bench press itself, it's more specific, it's isn't, more it? specific isn't it? Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing because you're, it's that reduced range of motion, but it's more specific. And I reckon I get more overload anyways on a board press than Definitely. I do on a Definitely. floor press. So. Yeah. You can, yeah. So I would say if you ask someone to do a floor press the same as what they bench press, they'd struggle. Yeah. And if you ask them to do a board press, they'd be able to do more. Yeah. They'd be like, all right, that's light. Yeah. So I'm probably pushing towards more of a um, a board press. Yep, I like them. Yeah, sweet. So bench press, close grips. What did you have? Close grips and a spodo. Uh, yep. That's the one. And then the floor press and probably a board press coming up soon. When it comes to pull exercises, so obviously uh, I mentioned before, I've been going about 45 minutes, man. This is good. We thought it'd be shorter on this nah, one. Yeah. I thought it was going to be short. I haven't even got to the listener topics yet. Um, obviously, with the powerlifting bias, and I think it's just probably if there's not a powerlifting bias in your training and you're training for strength, there's something wrong, right? <laughs> Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe a, it's hard. Like, to say maybe if you're a, maybe if you've got a weightlifting bias, so you might be like more biased with obviously a high bar squat, back squat, still a back squat. Um, you might front squat a little bit more. Yep. You know, there might be an overhead press instead of a bench press. But if those, if, if some sort of squat, some sort of deadlift, some sort of bench press isn't part of the meat and potatoes, like, it, what what are we doing? That's it. Am I right? Yep, I yeah. agree. Um, but when it comes to pulling exercises, I think they vary a shitload more. Like, because we've got our comp lifts, yep. our meat and potatoes, and then pulling exercises can really vary. Um, for me, the gold standard is going to be pull-up, chin-up for a vertical pull. Yep. And then when we look at horizontal pull, um, uh, a bent over row or a pendlay row. Yep. So pendlay row, I call a pendlay row when it's just on the floor. Yep. So you're, you're rowing it from the floor rather than like the bottom of your RDL position, like a bent over row would be. Yeah, that's it. So you're letting it rest and then you're just ripping it. To, uh, yeah, on a pendlay row, you're letting it rest on the floor yeah. and you're just ripping it to you're your chest. You're working more in speed with a pendlay row or is it no really... Any I diff- think so, yeah. I haven't done much pendlay row, so... I've- it's just another variation. Like, I find it's a good one for people that... Especially if they've done... For people that do rows after they deadlift. Yeah. And their back's just cooked. cooked and then yeah. you ask them to do basically like a 40-second isometric hold in the bottom of their Romanian deadlift position Yeah. while they row. It's just like, my back is fucking cooked. Yeah, mate. if you got them doing deadlifts and then Romanian yeah, deadlifts, I don't normally, you're never going to put a bit I don't normally row put enough. rows on my deadlift day. No. Do you do that? I, I do. I, if I'm going to do it, if I've done lots of, you know, just deadlift work, then I might do something like a like an incline bench dumbbell row where you're supported yep. or something like that or yeah. just a standard seated row where yeah, you can so still I'll get that in. Up, eh? I so. split them up upper lower. I don't. I, I know a lot of people do like back stuff after deadlifts. Yeah. I just think I, I do put a lot on my second bench day. Like if I do a bench day on a Saturday, I'll put a yeah. You know, after your deadlift day on a Friday, might do uh, you know your bench yeah, so day I, Saturday. I put chuck most it in of then. my pulling stuff on the upper body days as well. So you yeah, do all, right. all your bench work and then like pull work. I think I've been starting to go that way now too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's where a penlay row I think comes in. 
Yep. Like, because it's easier on the lower back to let that bar rest on the floor a little bit. And yep. then you're pulling to your chest. But yeah, it's probably a little bit more explosive because you don't have as much of a... The old bent over row, I reckon, I think is the is hardest it, exercise is to it get one of the to most, do properly. Is it one of the most butchered exercises? Yeah, I think so. Because people want to stand up while they're doing it. It turns into like this fucking really, weird upright row shrug Exactly, thing. yeah. 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 That's where and a Pendlay row is good as well because it has to be on the floor. Yeah, this is what maybe I should start playing around with because I'm yeah. always really reluctant to give it. Right, everyone out there, check your fucking bent over road technique. <laughs> get we're, that. We're calling you get out. The, get the phone out, film it from side yeah, on. Yeah, film it from side on. And if you're not nearly 90 degrees at your trunk, <laughs> you, you're not doing it right. Um, what about the, you know, <laughs> this is, I could, yeah, there's another topic. Bodybuilders doing bent over rows is fucking hilarious to me, man. <laughs> Hey, bodybuilders you know, doing deadlifts, all oh, that's nuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's from dealing that Dude, one. We, yeah, we'll get slated by all the bros here, but bent over rows, man, bodybuilder style, you know, like the ones where they like, I don't know, like it's almost like they're trying to put their hands in their pockets while they're bent, like, because they saw someone doing it and they do this like weird, like half like pendulum swing thing, yeah, especially right. with dumbbells as well. I'm always like, what are you? What are you fucking doing? And the range of motion's so small, it's way too heavy. Yeah. They're way too upright, and it's like they swing their hand from like in front of their knee to like their pocket. It's a mixture of like, the old um. Yeah, bent over rows get bent over rows get butchered, man. Now that I think about it, I'm on I'm on a hunt for people doing shit bent over rows. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Um. All right. So pull up, chin up. We always talk about how you ain't shit if you can't do three tens. On the uh, on the pull up bar, it's no good being able to lift three hundred, is it? Without no, if you can't do uh, no. ten pull ups, you've got to be able so. to do ten pull ups. If yep. you can't do ten pull ups and you're out there, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's harsh, eh? It's harsh, but I feel like when I first could do three tens, I was like, that's my. It was like probably my first strength accomplishment. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I would have been able to do three tens. Obviously, when you're a kid, you're lighter. So when I started training, it was like pull up bar on the patio. Hey, I think do the, as many as you can. The first time, like, yeah, first time I did a pull up, I think I I just did a set of ten. So I was like, yeah, yeah, well, obviously me, because you're well, yeah, well, you're I would small, have been about fourteen, fifteen. Well. Yeah, I don't know, because like I remember uh, seeing people not be able to do a chin up, and I was like, how does that happen? Yeah, like, I was like, you should be able to just lift your own body weight up, but too heavy or too weak or a combination of both. Yeah, yeah, get stronger, get less heavy. Yeah, obviously for girls this is a little different. That's I don't yeah, expect girls to. Yeah, but some girls just like out of nowhere. You're like, holy shit, where'd yeah. that come from? I might look at my miss. She's yeah, still. Man. I think she can still beat me in a chin up competition. Yeah, so. you got to be able to chin up. Um, but like I said, I I that would have been like for for me like three tens is like a like a milestone. Yep. Obviously, I always said I'll give about the day wrist. I can't do three sets of ten on a pull up. I'll stop powerlifting. I need to get back in. I haven't it. done any in a while. I, I reckon I still got three tens. We're talking strict pull ups too. Yeah. All you CrossFitians out there, um, and they oh, don't get me started on that. They should be able to do three tens before they start kipping as well. That should be, just be a rule. Yeah. That should be a rule from CrossFit HQ. No one's allowed to kip until you can do three tens strict. Yep. Everyone agree with me. I think they should. I think they should all just do strict pull-ups. Anyway. It's just candy. I did old, it. I, the, at, at the uh, at the locker at nonstop way back in the day. I remember jumping in um, when Jamie was there doing um, the CrossFit stuff. It yeah. was like the first CrossFit. It would have been the first CrossFit box in Rocky. Yeah, right. And um, he was like, "Oh, just do a CrossFit workout, man." I was like, "Nah, fuck CrossFit. That's shit. Like hell, hell stink attitude." And then they were doing pull-ups, man. And I was like, 
I'm doing them strict like I was winning <laughs> like I was winning all these like ego points because I was just doing them strict in this workout dude yeah. it came dead last by like 10 minutes because it was like it was straight up competitive it was like when you're finished write your time on the board and everyone's going to look at it and be like hmm he won it yeah like and that was just how they did it there um, and yeah I remember just doing strict pull ups looking at everyone flopping around and shit this would have been 10 years ago nearly and I like thought I was the man just fucking just so jacked up through my forearms and stuff. Hey, at least you had bit, the best pump at the end. Barely of the hold on. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> it's so rough. Um, speaking of CrossFit, I gave the last um, workout the flick, eh? Oh, you didn't do it? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, over it was like 105 already. thrusters and 105 chest bar pull-ups in total. I was like, I don't need that. 105, you say? Yeah. I don't, I, it was like 33, 27, 21, 15, 9 um, thrusters. And chest bar pull-ups. And I was like, I don't need 105 thrusters in my legs yeah. the week of the triathlon, eh? Nope, so I was no, like, yeah, ain't going to work too it's well. It's not happening. Yeah, so I put it out, but probably fair smart, to be fair. Um, when it comes to... So we've gone through our squat, our deadlift, our bench press, yep. our pulling exercises. So pulling, pull-ups, chin-ups, bent over row, anything else? Dumbbell rows are good. Yeah, any just row variations. There's really. so many, you know, eh? Yeah. So many. I like a good prone row, um, like flat down on the bench. Yep. Um, just because you, you you can't cheat it at all. Definitely. And you're getting that good, like, the bench sort of sits there and you can let your scaps just, like, really what would you, protract. That's it. Um, and, like, sort of fall over the bench and then pull them back, which is good. Yep. Um, yeah, bent over rows do get butchered, though. Um, moving on. Our jumping variations. So, for me, power cleans versus clean pulls versus throws versus squat jumps all comes down to what athlete you got in front of you. Um, so one of the boys yesterday was doing some power cleans and he hasn't hasn't really got a, a, a decent front rack and all that sort of stuff just yet. Yep. Um, so I was like, maybe a clean pull's better because you don't have to worry about the technical aspects of catching the bar in the front rack. Yep. Um, I love throws. I love uh, and I love squat jumps as well. It's just um, implementing them where it's where it's smart. It's all about that triple extension for athletes. Yeah. So this is definitely not sport specific yeah stuff. sport specific stuff so for athletes power cleans clean pulls throws and squat jumps are my favorite exercises sort of to develop um overall explosive power yep really um power cleans are great because you can load them up again but then you do have the technical aspect of the front rack so that's where clean pulls it's regressing clean pulls is just like you can do hang clean pulls as well which is just a a triple extension added onto an rdl really yeah, right. So your RDL, but then you basically try and jump through the roof. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, they and look really you, weird when people do those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, um, obviously the throws aren't going to be loaded as much. Yeah. So you would have seen the ones I do just from the ground. They're just flinging the med ball. Yep, yep. Um, but, so they're good because they teach, you know, full triple extension as well. Like ankles, knees, hips, which is what you want. That's yep. what transfers to athletic performance. So jumping, sprinting, that sort of stuff. And squat jumps as well. Um, so sort of like light barbells, sort of yeah, uh, empty, yep. empty barbell compared uh, all the way up to maybe like 60 yep. and you're just trying to jump with it. Yep. I also like banded jumps too, the overspeed ones. Yeah, I you do a lot of banded jumps. Overspeed ones. Um, so my uh, my swimmers get into those as well, um, just trying to get them explosive, yep. off the mark, off the wall, that sort of stuff. So they're our favorite exercises. Go over them quickly. Squats, pause squats, safety bar squats, deadlifts. Romanian deadlifts. What else do we have on that one? Romanians, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bench press, close oh, grip. Oh, good mornings as well. Oh, yeah, so. good mornings. Good mornings for your squat and your deadlift. Um, bench press, close grips, 
Spoto presses, floor presses, and block press. Pulls, pull-ups, chin-ups, bent-overs, and then all our jumping variations. Sweet, man. We've got about uh, 55 minutes there, about an hour on that. I'm pretty stoked on that. Let's get into our listener topics. First one, this is huge. This could be another hour. This could be another hour. Let me turn this on for you. There's always one controversial one. This is from... um, this is from Dill. Which Dill? So, uh, Lil Dill. So, um, this will be from a powerlifting uh, perspective. Okay. Just straight <laughs> drugs in sports. So, this is what he sent to me. Drugs in sports. Is it okay? Does it really matter? Why is it hidden? Now, should we talk about... Let's talk about uh, drugs in sports. So, uh, is it okay? I don't think it's okay. Um, does it really matter? Yes, it matters. Yeah. Um, because it's not a level playing field. Um, why is it hidden? I don't really think it's hidden. Um, and everyone knows it happens. Yeah. Um, it's hidden by the athletes, obviously, because it's illegal. Yeah. Um, I've read something today um, that it dated back, and this is why they used to do the Olympics like way back in the day. They had they competed nude like a fucking ancient Olympics just Damn. to make sure that they would I'd watch the Olympics a little more yeah. if that was the case. <laughs> would you like? <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they had to compete nude or something so that they knew they weren't cheating. Yeah, like right. they didn't have other... Ch- I don't know. It would have just been like wrestling and running back then, surely. Oh, wrestling would be interesting. We're talking like ancient Olympics. So apparently <laughs> they competed nude so, and also so... It was backwards. It was so women couldn't compete against men and stuff like that. Yeah, it was right. weird, which is probably the opposite now. Like you'd have fucking men wanting to compete against women. Oh no, because it would have been women wouldn't have been allowed, right? Oh, Ancient yeah, Roman true. shit. Yeah, yeah. Old school shit. Yeah. So that that was funny when I read that. Um, so is it okay? No, it's not okay. Especially if you're in a powerlifting aside. Um, there's it's basically not okay. It's illegal, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not sure of any other sports where they're just like. Powerlifting, not, pretty much powerlifting and bodybuilding is the only ones that I really see. Is, is there bodybuilding that are untested? Um, yeah. That yep. actually come out and say we're untested? Yep. There is? I th- yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. yeah so, so drugs in sport, is it okay? It's not okay. Does it really matter? It matters heaps because it's not a level playing field. We know through, and I'm going to get into this, through the history that people that have doped do better. They, uh, they, it helps for like look at powerlifting. Yeah, well, we, actually, if you look at the records for it, that's the interesting one. Like IPF records to say, like GPC records. Yeah, actually, the other thing there is, isn't much difference, but I know what you're going to say. The other which thing is, is drug the control yeah, of how. Yeah, drug testing doesn't yeah. mean drug free. Yeah, There's, exactly. that's a, a whole another yeah. um, a whole another thing as well. So um, why is it hidden? I don't think it's hidden. Um, it's obviously hidden by the athletes because it's illegal and they wouldn't be able to earn the money that they earn or. Yeah. Or do what they want to do. When it comes to powerlifting, there is so that's that's more from like a general sport point of view. When it comes to powerlifting, there is powerlifting federations that are untested. Yep. All right. They come out and they're well, they don't do testing. They're not governed by a governing body that does testing. So it's basically a free for all. Yep. Now, for me, drug use in that sport is fine. Yep. Like you've got you know the the thing you've got like health implications to think about. You've got um, your morals to think about. Yep. You know, if someone decides I'm going to be a powerlifter, I'm going to lift in this untested federation. I'm going to take everything I can. Yep. Um, to lift as much as I can. Fair play to them. Yeah, I agree. Fair play to them. Where it's 
where it's a real dog move is going, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to go and say, I'm not on anything. Yeah. And I'm going to go and compete with other people that are hopefully doing the right thing. Yeah. That's a dog act to yep. me. So I don't think that happens. Oh, it would happen. There'd be people doing that. But um, powerlifting, like it is, it's probably on its own in that regard, eh? Like as a sport. Yeah. Uh, put bodybuilding in there with it, obviously. Yeah. So um, that's... Is, oh, is, that a is that even a sport, <laughs> Troy? Um, uh, but yeah, so for me... That's fine. If you want to take drugs and, and compete in untested federations, yeah, go nuts, man. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the biggest monstrous dudes lift as much as they can. Take what you want. Um, I'm really naive to it, to be fair. Like a lot of people, even people in the past, like have have like been like, oh, what are you taking? And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, eggs. <laughs> like I've, I've had... I remember when I first started getting bigger, and my mum comes been... up to me and she goes. You haven't been taking those steroid things, have you? And I was yeah, like, oh, Mom, I'll, thanks. No, I <laughs> think my, mine wouldn't be because I'm fucking massive. It would be because I was like low body fat or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people like sort of like a comment like that. And I'm like, are they talking about like me taking gear? I'm so naive to it, man. Yeah. I just sort of stay out of it. It's just, I for too. me, it's a, yeah. it's probably um, just more a, a moral thing. Like I don't want to, I, I don't want to sort of dabble with that sort of stuff. And that that's, or, yeah. that's fine to have that sort of opinion if... And I, like, I'm not going to think less of anyone. Yep, I agree. Um, if they want to do it, as long as they don't be a dog and try and say that they're not. Yeah, that's it. Same yeah. as me, moral, like, you know, like why I got into this industry to start with, you know, yeah. help people with their health and fitness. It doesn't make yeah. sense to and me it, to sort of go down that path. I don't think so, I'd get anything out of it either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that that's probably sort of besides the point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't think it's hidden in the untested federations. Maybe a little bit. They don't go on about... Uh, it's it's nice oh, when people it, do come straight out yeah, and say, you I, know what, yeah, I've done this. and Yeah. It's actually refreshing to hear that, you know... The- yeah, if you think those guys are sort of at the top of the game in powerlifting in the untested federations, if you think those guys are natural, yeah, you're probably mistaken. Yeah. And I don't think many people would think that. I think they'd be like, well, these guys take a shitload of gear. Yeah. Am I right? Yep. I'm sure, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm pretty naive when it comes to what they're actually taking, how much, all that sort of stuff. It's just not my world, eh? Yeah, same. I've always been a, you know, rugby was my thing growing up. Um, I've never been drug tested, but we we were told um, that we could be and all that sort of stuff. So it's just, and even when I sort of phased out of that, it's just never been on my radar. Yeah, it's so different going from, you know, sports like rugby and AFL and that with yeah. how oh, fussy still, they are. With still it. dudes would be taking it. Like, rugby players get done all the time for it. Yeah. Um, well, you can get all, done not for, all the time. You can get done for certain, like, Asada and Massey just certain supplements that you yeah. wouldn't think are that bad are actually yeah. illegal as well. Just, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Answering that question, powerlifting, untested federations, go nuts. Tested federations, don't be a dick. There's somewhere for you to compete. So if you want to take it, don't compete in the tested feds. That's it. Go go, jump in the other st- uh, in the other federations. Um, I looked at the Olympics, mate. Fuck, this is loose, man. Olympics. There's been 146 medals stripped um, since 1968. Whoa. <laughs> Russia <laughs> has to be at 46 the top of, of them. Wow. So 30%. Post-Soviet countries. 60% of them. So basically, if you're Russian, you're on shit. Um, this is what got, this is what cracked me up, man. So you, you can sort of see the testing. Like they didn't test um, heaps of athletes uh, like 
So this was from like 62 or 68 onwards that I looked at. Um, they didn't test that many. And then like, it's obviously they nearly test everyone now. Yep. Um, and then there was like a bit of a, bit of a wild, wild west period there. But um, at the Moscow games, 1980, so Moscow, Russia, they, te- they tested the least amount of people. Not one person failed. So there was no failed test at the Moscow Olympics. Yeah, right. So there, I just feel like everyone was just on shit. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there was some um, hoo-ha, the Aussie team wasn't happy with it. So it was 1980 Moscow and there was just like, it was a free-for-all apparently. Yeah, right. And then you sort of see they get on top of it. There's a few people that got um, pulled of their medals, doping, doping, doping all the way up. And then there's like a Wild West period where like the athletes out, started to outsmart um, sort of the testing and then it's like, um, so Sydney, what was Sydney, Athens, uh, London, there was just heaps of people getting, um, uh, what was it, like heaps of people getting sprung, but it was like post, like they re- they retest them. Oh, right, so yeah, it's after and, the actual... Yeah, and then now, so what was the last Olympics? Uh, Rio? Yeah, it would have been Rio, Yeah, yep. I think Rio and London. So what was that? No, there London. Was, was there Beijing in there? Oh, yeah, there was Athens, Beijing, Beijing and, and Sydney were loose. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, there was a fair few getting done. And then after that, it seems like the athletes have sort of what know sp- that they're going to get done. What sports was the most common? A- athletics it? and weightlifting. Yeah, right. The most medals have been taken away in athletics. Yep. Um, but the most athletes overall weightlifting. Um, but, yeah, it was... Um, I sort of looked at it and then there's <clears> all these... So now it's up towards, like, the thousands of athletes. So I'm pretty sure they'll be testing nearly everyone. Yeah. Um, they test horses as well. There's, like, equestrian horses getting <laughs> done. It was fucking funny. Um but yeah, there was uh, Sydney, Athens, Beijing, heaps, and then it seems like the athletes either got even smarter and they're not getting found, or they were like, oh fuck, we're going to get found, we got to be clean, sort of thing. Yeah, right. We've got to be clean when they test us anyway. So, if you ask me, um, yeah, drugs in sport, it's no good. No. Don't want to see it. No. Powerlifting, untested feds, go nuts. Um, where else? We're on to our last one, mate. Oh, the about best. an hour. This, this is the one we probably. Yeah, we got it. We probably talked about most before we started yeah, yeah, this yeah. podcast. So. I think I. Yeah, that was at the start actually. Was airport the best Tony Hawk level? Now. Oh, is that what they're asking? Is was airport the best Tony Hawk level? Now I'm thinking airport. He means the hangar. That's what it was called. Is that yeah? Is that the hangar? So level one. There was a couple of different airport levels, wasn't there? I'm not well, sure. I'm, oh, we're not. We're talking Tony Hawk's two. We're talking Tony Hawk's two, surely. Yeah. Like if you're talking another game, and don't bring me that underground's better bullshit. All right, don't no. come at me with that. No, we all know Tony Hawk two. Tony is the Hawk's best. two, hands down, is easily the best game of all time. Yep. Run 100%. it straight at me. Hundred percent. We're gonna go and play it after <laughs> this. Tony Hawk's two, the best level is definitely not the airport. No, that's you can't say the first level. Yeah. The first level is not the best level on anything. It's never the best level. Like the first level on like Mario and shit. Yeah, it's not the best level. It becomes it's the that one you un- just... it's that weird underground one. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So for me, best level Tony Hawk's two. It's got to be the school for me. Yep. There's so many close ones, but it's, it's got overall even split for me with the school. It's got to be school now. The good thing about Tony Hawk's 2 is you could start manually. So Tony Hawk's 1, you couldn't manual. Yep. It was fucked. Yep. So then Tony Hawk's 2 come out and you could manual. But the fact that you can manual now, if you go back and play Tony Hawk's, it's fucked. 
Because <laughs> you can, you just don't ever stop doing a trick. Yeah. You just manual the whole manual to revert all day long. Yeah. So. so that's that made the game, but it ruined the game as well. Yeah. But Tony Hawk's two, the school. It the good thing about Tony Hawk's two is they put realistic locations into the game. That's it. So I don't think they did in Tony Hawk's one. No, it was much was more. Just... Remember Street Skater. Street Skater. Street Skater. The game Street Skater. Is that the one that came out? Was it before? Tony yeah, it would have been before, after? but you had you just went like one route. It was like one run. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, it was more like uh, oh, I don't know, there'd be a name for it, but it wasn't like a, a level. It was like a one run, and you had like one chance to get onto that rail. Yeah. And right. then you come back down. It was sort of like Sonic. You know how you go in that little, you run through that thing straight oh, in Sonic. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sick, eh? Yeah, that yeah, was I sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, how good was that? Yeah. So that was what am I talking about again? Um, Tony Hawk's too. Yeah, they started putting realistic, uh, like things that we saw in skate vids yeah. into Tony Hawk. So the school, uh, like I said uh, before we started recording, the school had the leap of faith. Had straight at the start, leap that, of faith. Yeah, leap of faith um, gap that uh, Jamie Thomas. He, that's the most famous missed trick of all time, right? Yeah. Because he didn't even land it. He did land it in the end, didn't nah. he? I thought he... No, he fell off, man. I'm trying to remember that. I'm sure he fell I'm off, sure. dude. Didn't he get it? He snapped his board. Yeah, but he like rolled away, though, eh? I'm, I'm Googling it yeah, now, let's have man. A YouTube. Mate, I'm sure that he missed it. I, yeah. It's, yeah, right. I... I'm My memory is obviously not too good. Let's go. It's fucking loose, man. It's like four times hot, the yeah, height of his in, head. It's insane. Leap of faith. Welcome to Hell Sick too. What have we got? Oh, is this his whole thing? His whole part, is it? Just go right Oh, no, six seconds. Oh, that's the ad. Can you hear that? Oh, it's his full part. Oh, we can sit and watch this whole part. Yeah, we'll sit and it's watch so the good. whole thing. <laughs> He's got a podcast too, eh? It's not too bad. Not as good as ours. Yeah. He probably doesn't watch there videos of us. Oh, Melon Grab! That's it, man. That was it? That was it. He snapped his board. And then it wasn't done. Dude, you you know for damn sure that Jaws would kick for Melon I was just about that. to say, Jaws, where he's... Surely that's it's, it, it's not skatable anymore, is it? Or no, they put a block underneath it, apparently. Oh, so yeah, it, that's got to be the best missed trick of all time. It's fucking huge, man. Yeah, it's, that is ridiculous. So think about that there. That's like twelve stairs to here. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. Anyway, getting back to uh, <laughs> our hot topic, the best level for me is school because it's got real life gaps like the leap of faith. It had the Gons Rail, the Kinked Rail. That's the one. Um, and it also had the Carlsbad Gap, which I don't think is around anymore either. Yeah, okay. So the Carlsbad Gap um, is like a parking lot now, apparently. And that was everyone. I think uh, it's like Jeff Rowley threw some sick front softness down it. Was it him? Yep. Someone like ended it and it was like, yep, that's it for that gap. But um, yeah, so they're not around anymore, some of those spots. But that's why Tony Hawk's 2, in general in general was sick because a lot of the stages had like real places like New York had Brooklyn Banks yeah um, Philly had like Love Park FDR Skate that, Park that was my and that's my equal with the I, school Philly I, I feel like that in real for life for just hitting like ledges and pretending like you're doing the real yeah 
the in real, real life, that's where I would want to skate the yeah, most. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Because I'm like, what am I going to do with handrails in real life? Exactly. I'm going <laughs> to walk downstairs holding them. That's yeah. what I'm going to do with handrails. But ledges, yeah. I'm all about some 50-50s. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so oh, that had the under the FDR skate park as well. That That's um, bam, like heaps of BAMS footage is from oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like, I always used to get it mixed up with that Burnside. Sort of looks the same. Yeah, it's yeah. like that concrete, and it's like underneath the bridge, sort of thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was. You had to unlock that though. Yeah. You had to unlock Carlsbad as well, or you had to jump over the fence. So there it is. I'm saying school and Philly for me. School and Philly. You can't really go with skate heaven because that was like a bonus level. No, that was just silly. Yeah. I hate. I don't like the silly, stupid fucking yeah. levels. I prefer. Who did you used to the, skate as? Oh, that's a bit of a mixture. I probably mostly went Jeff Rowley. I right? thought that game was sick because Rowley I had Rowley. I had the Jamie Thomas circus. Yeah. Those black and blue ones, and you could um, like you could wear them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've got my real shoe. Like <laughs> I was like twelve. <laughs> Me and my old mate Steve, one of my oldest mates, we used to fucking play that game, legit. And it would we would sort of play skate, like um, or like horse. But it would, would try and make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. So we'd be like trying to ollie up stuff that you couldn't really ollie up. Yeah. And all yeah. that sort of stuff, rather than just like hitting special combos and doing nine hundreds and shit. Yeah. Fuck, I love. That I wonder game. how many people are still listening. To this. Dude, we're gonna go and play it. We've talked about uh, Tony Hawk's two for about twelve minutes. Um. Yeah. Airport is definitely not not the best Tony. Who was that? Who, who? That was Chris Bradbury, man. Yeah, right. No, well, sorry, he, kn- he knows I how to get. You, he knows but... he knows how to get us up and about, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Good definitely. Question. I like the question. Though. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I think we need more questions like that, like out of the box. Yeah. Don't get me started on. Oh, wait. Well, oh, our music topic that we. Yeah, music started topic. On? Don't get me started. Oh, Drake versus Post Malone. No, we're gonna talk <laughs> about this. If anyone gets to this, if anybody ever says they prefer Post Malone over Drake, give them a slap. No, all right. Don't really. We'll talk Post about Malone's that. Way better. Well, we'll bring that up on our next listener topics. <laughs> um, yeah, airport's definitely not the best uh, level though. What was I gonna say? Uh, well, yeah, out of the box stuff. Don't get me started on flat Earth and. and, <laughs> yeah, and you've been big on the old. Don't get me started on flat Earth and Maddie McCann. <laughs> Don't get me Michael started. Jackson documentary, oh, that was my fuck. one. Dude, that's not even a conspiracy, though. You know what I mean? Like, flat earth, is it flat? Is it around? Yeah. You know, it's definitely around. Maddie McCann, who took her? Was it her parents? Was she abducted? Michael Jackson. <laughs> definitely touch kids. All right. And fish on that. <laughs> We're out of here. Peace.